Welcome to Drop School. All publicity is good publicity. An eight-week journey following one unknown design. So my name is Jordi. I'm 19 years old and I'm about to drop the first product from my brand. Going from no brand to pulling off his very first drop event. Making sure that when people walk away, they walk away having a great understanding of your brand. Each week, a new masterclass. And I have to do something out of the ordinary to be like, you want people to think, oh, is this guy tapped? Mm -hmm. Each week, a new challenge. It's never too early to do marketing stunts because at the end of the day, why, why would you wait for an opportunity? This is Drop School. your drop school mentor and guide so it's only a couple weeks before your first drop and this week's focus is going to help raise some buzz for those trousers we're going to be talking marketing stunts time for the fifth round of drop school we have just arrived at labrick grove to meet with alizé to hear a little bit more about this week's focus hi you're right yeah i'm good good. You're right, you're tired. No, not even. I'm just hungry. So basically, this week we're going to focus on marketing stunts. I think one of the key reasons that like guerrilla marketing or marketing stunts are important is like their ability to spark conversation, like online and offline. When Cortez did the 99p store, there was like flocks of people running for this store, yeah. and it ended up on the news and stuff like that. Cortez, Cortez, Cortez Cargo's hunt. This is how one man's marketing strategy shook up the fashion world. It kind of lives on like further than what you'd think. The Cortez 99p stunt was where they had a market store selling cargo trousers. I just see crowds, people climbing on top of shit. Oh, Vida, man. Walking around. There's so many people. And you had to arrive with 99p in pennies to buy the trousers. Cargoes, you have to give like 99p, exactly. It surpasses the community it was actually directed to. Like, yeah, it's like you get double reward. Like yeah. you get the reward of everyone being there. And then a week later, you'll see like everyone on TikTok, everyone on the news just posting about it. It's yeah, a proper sick way to do it. it. Like, yeah. I guess there's that point of like all publicity is good publicity. But now we have completely sold out. So, yeah, man. Cortez, founded by Clint, has played around with the idea of exclusive drops and marketing stunts which are only accessible to their community. You can tell fucking no, Clint is for the fucking people, bro. Seriously, if a man says it, a man's showing it too, so. Yeah, man, we're gonna see what I go on for the future still, I can't lie. Stay tuned for more. Fuck, man. Clint is saying you're selling streetwear, but you're not in the streets. And he mentioned in the 90s baby interview that at the beginning when they had the Insta account, he was only letting some people. Oh, yeah, them. I wish that. And like, let's see, we're trying to buy stuff. Like, he was ruining the best followers. Because, also, not, yeah. they're not cool, innit? I don't know, when you think of footballers in the wider term, yeah, really? like, I guess they live, like, a very sheltered life, like, and they don't have, like, an individualism when it comes to, like, style or thinkers. The whole life is football, so... They're not technically tastemakers, like, they're more like a reflection of what people buy into, literally. Like, they'll buy whatever's cool in the moment, innit? Footballers are, like, they just have money and they buy into stuff. Yeah, because they can move on, because they've got the money to be able to, like, disposably move on. And it don't lead to longevity, I feel. How do you feel if you had a brand, yeah, Yeah. and it was taken off? Yeah. the audience was completely different to what you started with. Do you feel like you'll try to sway it back or would you ride with it? I think it going? depends what your objective is in terms of having a brand. Like, is it about having a lot of money? Is it about like 
I think that's, there's two objectives. Yeah, it? It's like 100%. sales versus integrity. Some people want it to feel like exactly how they want it to feel. If it moves to another direction, but the sales are really epic. Mm. Some people keep that. I think it's a personal decision. Can you think of a brand that's really misjudged a marketing stunt? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Do you I've have got a good one. Can you say it? You don't need to say the no, brand. No, I can because yeah. I think it's actually an important one. Yeah. It was an activation made by Puma. Mm -hmm. And basically, I was invited, yeah? And I went in there. And it, I was like, why does it look so weird in here, yeah? And I was like, oh, it's meant to look like a trap house, yeah? I was confused because I hadn't seen the rest of the rollout for it. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. They had sent boxes out with like trap phones, like other memorabilia, and obviously a pair of Puma trainers out to like a select group. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird because why would you ever create an activation around a certain way of life and glamorize it and essentially like, I don't know, commodify it? Just to give you further context on this, the box that had trainers in it also had fake £50 notes, a phone with a note saying, turn on the trap line. And when you switched on the phone, it said, yo, gee, what you're saying today, pass through the house of hustle. Also, afterwards, when it did get backlash, Puma issued a statement saying that they were referencing trapping as hustling and it was nothing to do with drugs. I know who the marketing agency was for that, and I think there's a lot to say in the fact that there wasn't any representation of true people, mm -hmm. like any POCs or from the culture that was involved in making that. Because I don't know why, I don't know who made, thought that up and thought that was a good idea. Mm -hmm. I feel like kids might think that's cool. But that's but a that's dangerous that. thing to yeah. suggest, because like, it's profit off of like, disadvantaged people and mm -hmm. like a life that some people lead that obviously also ends up in a completely different situation, which is horrible as well. Like, yeah. It's like, you're going to promote that to kids for them to go to jail. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Or die. It or is very nuts. Like. So this week, we're going to be focused on marketing stunts, which is why I'm going to get you to meet with Javel Berlin. He's worked on Cortez from the ground up, best friends with Clint, and produces all of Cortez's promo as its video creator. Ooh. Yeah. He was also one of the brains behind the great Bolo Exchange. Please, what's going on? Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Bolo Exchange was a Cortez marketing stunt where they dropped a secret location and offered to exchange an unreleased Cortez puffer jacket with jackets from the first 50 people that showed up. You know it's about to go crazy now. It's about to go mad, I know it. Cortez then announced that the 50 jackets that they'd got from fans were then given away to the homeless. Obviously, as you know, Cortez has cultivated a diehard fan base and its creation of community with authentic values resonates with its young customers worldwide. And we've frequently seen Cortez on Central Sea, Stormzy, Dave, and like so many other people. Javel understands the power of marketing to help cultivate this vision of Cortez's brand, and he's going to have a lot to teach you. So Javel works for Cortez. He's actually really good friends with Clint, who is the founder of Cortez. But he's also built up a large following on Instagram through his fit pics, which is also great marketing for Cortez because as soon as they have something new come out, Javel will wear it through his Instagram the same way Clint does. Hi, right? Hey, nice. <laughs> Jordi, nice, nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet you. Hello. Okay, yeah. we're just pulling up in Covent Garden to meet Javel. Just the yeah, we went on Friday, came back Sunday, and then I met uh, Pablo the first day, then Moriba the next day. Yeah. And I came back and met, do you know Fees? 
Trends. Yeah, trends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met Afiz uh, a couple of days ago as well. Everyone was chill. Oh, damn, happy. you're meeting the whole, the whole gang. <laughs> Flipping out. Oh. And I'm meeting uh, you yeah, now. Literally, that's crazy. Uh -huh. Today we're also meeting Randy Ajaman. I want to see him. Chilling, man. How's things? He's an industry creative who does a little bit of everything. He DJs, models, does content creation, designs. He's friends with Javelle and pretty much knows everyone in the London fashion scene. He's also the guy who helped us to find Jordi, so it was only right that we brought him through. I've been good. And today we're meeting at the Genius offices where Jordi interned. Honestly, the 360 of bringing Jordi back here feels so weird. It's not very, very, very crazy. But once I got to make a phone call real quick. While Randy's on the call, Jordi's just going to do a little fit vid before we get started. I'm with Javel, and I thought I'd show off my fit. I've gotten this Issei Miyaki sport bomber with a vintage scarf I got, vintage tee, Dickies double knees and Balenci crop boots. The drip is dripping. <laughs> I'm Javel Berlin. Today I'm wearing CRTZ knit sweater. Got a little bad friend tee on. Stussy, Stussy joggers, cozy. And Nike ID Air Max 95s, woven joints. Tough. Cool, Randy's back, so we're going to start the fifth drop school masterclass. Yeah, this is Randy. You know Randy? Yeah, I know Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like marketing stance is an essential for a brand coming up nowadays. Oh yeah, 100%. If you don't get your message out there, how are people going to know what you're, you're creating or what your brand stands for or what your brand is really and truly? You're exposing yeah. your creation to everyone and uh -huh. be like, yeah, cool. Just say I put £100 into something that was marketing. Yeah. How do I know that that's going to benefit me? You ain't going to know until it's done. Mm -hmm. So how long would you say you give until you look back and say, was this successful or not? It could take months. Because you got to remember, like, success don't happen overnight. Like, that's the main thing that kind of everyone goes by at the end of the day. So it's like, gradually, like, month in, month out. Because you're not just going to do one marketing stunt and be like, yeah, cool, I'm going to wait. Let's, you're going to let yeah, it rest. Bro, I'm going to wake up in the morning, my life will change. Yeah, yeah like, wake it, up, it's never that. <laughs> like, you got to remember, you have to keep hitting these people. So once yeah. you do one stunt, you catch mm -hmm. those people. You're like, yeah. okay, cool. I've got a small little engagement going on here. Yeah. Let me run up another thing. And you keep hitting them with new things and it's just like, damn, like, I'm catching these people week in, week out. And it's like, eventually, you're going to sit back six months or to a year and be like, damn, I went from, I don't know, let's say you started on 100 followers mm -hmm. and now you're on 1,000. Because it's hard to get 1,000 followers in a it year. Is. Really Zero truly. to 1,000 is crazy. Nowadays, people don't want to follow something unless it's a... Loads of people follow it. If that makes sense, more and more people co-sign it, but more, everyone wants to be uh, rocking of the thing which other people are rocking with. Yeah, it's like a domino effect. That like Once you grab one person... Like I always tell myself, if you can sell one product, you can sell a thousand. Yeah. You just got to do that one thing a thousand times. And then once you do a thousand, you're clear. It's like a magnet. How do you feel about other people doing the guerrilla marketing, but it being so tied to you that they're copying? It's something so niche that you guys do. Yeah. I just feel like when we see it, we're just like, all right. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel, I feel that's the funny thing about it is that everyone always be commenting and saying, "Yo, oh man, yeah. Yo. yeah." But you guys never have to actually even speak on it. Yeah, people, exactly. Re people recognize exactly. now. But yeah. Once but, you find your own, I think people recognize yeah. you for what you do. People can see that we're doing something good, and it's like, cool if they want to take notes from it, and they can. And it's like that in itself is obviously getting them the word out. It's like, yeah. cool. People are clocking our work on other people's things, and it's just like, oh damn. Clearly, we're doing something right. Yeah.
when did you guys start doing marketing stunts? And is it too early for me to start doing them? It's never too early to do marketing stunts because at the end of the day, why, why would you wait for an opportunity? The sooner the better, to be honest, because no matter how many followers or whatever presence you have on, the, on social media, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get some sort of engagement regardless. Even if one or two people pull up, you've grabbed one or two people and that's going to spread. And I, this is one thing I tell myself all the time, yes, like, as much as possible. You are your own billboard. Well, sometimes you do have to, I guess, realise the way you're portraying yourself online and itself is a marketing stand. Yeah. If you move too low-key to the point where nobody knows anything about you, where it's like on the internet, there's, there's people out there yeah, that have nothing on the internet about them, and they like that. I'm just like, damn. No, but then I think that's bad, because then it's Yeah. You're I feel like nowadays, yeah, people are so intrigued by the person behind something, it's like, I want to know what this person does or who this person is. Because mm -hmm. you got to remember, if they don't rock with you, they ain't going to rock with your shit. Yeah. So it's like, if the person behind the thing is lit, they're going to be like, oh, damn, he's kind of lit. Uh -huh. Yeah, I want what he has. Yeah. So they're going to, they're more drawn to it. Uh -huh. I feel like, I'm not that I'm like pocket watching or anything, but <laughs> when, <laughs> that's a crazy statement. A but, but like, I did see you pull up and I saw your car and I was like, yeah, he must be doing something oh, well for himself. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say how it is. How do you feel like friends affect your work dynamic? Like, is it cool? Like, of course, you and Clint are friends. Is it hard to switch on and off between friends and working together? No, nah, not really, you know. I feel like it just, it just depends on the person, to be honest. I'd say I work harder on working with friends. Yeah. Because you don't want to let them down. Yeah. yeah. Because true. I thought working with friends would be a thing where I'd just not know how to tell them if they're acting up or... If you tell them to do 10 I orders and they're all just playing music and you're just the guy pooping the party, like... That means it's a bad friend. Yeah. It's a nah. bad friend. If, the, if your friend can't really understand that. Let's say, cool, you got a hundred orders that needs to get out, yeah? Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know, Friday. Your friend should be able to understand that, okay, cool, he's giving me the responsibility to do this. He trusts me, let me get it done. And more time, your friend's gonna probably get it done by Wednesday, because one, he respects you. Two, he understands the work ethic and where he kind of wants your, like, your brand to be and whatever, so it's like, he's gonna grind for you and be mm -hmm. like, yeah. I don't think you'll put a friend in a position where it's like, oh, He's chilling, he's lazy, and he's just like, yeah, cool, I'm just gonna glide and just coast and get shit through it. <laughs> yeah. But you will know the difference. It's not something that you explain, it's something that you feel. Let's say you have 10 friends. Out of those 10 friends, you're gonna know at least seven people to be like, okay, I know I can put this guy in this position. Yeah. You're gonna filter them and be like, okay, I've seen certain traits from these guys, like, cool, this guy's a tidy person, he's clean. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I have OCD. There's a time when Clint's obviously been in my room or whatever, and he's seen all my shoes just stacked up, and it's just like, rah, like, he's, he's organized, guy. he's a clean guy, cool. He can pan stock. This guy's basically just living in Foot Locker. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and it's like... Do you have any advice for me with marketing stunts? Definitely don't leave things till last minute. Yeah. Like, make sure you plan way in advance. And always tell yourself that things can go wrong. You kind of want things to go wrong. Yeah. Because then that way you can kind of gauge what to do next. Let's say you bring, I don't know, 100 T's and there's 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. Give the 100 T's out. You kind of have to think on your feet ASAP and be like, okay, cool. How can I make it worthwhile for these other people that came? Like, you can engage with them, speak to them, make new links. I think the big thing I'd say is this, this is about world building. Yeah. But when people walk away, whether they cop something, whether they didn't, whether they came along to come yeah. spectate, they walk away having a great understanding of your brand. Mm -hmm. So many people do pop-ups, events now, mm -hmm. especially in the night space, where you walk home, 
Someone goes, who's potted you? Go to that. Oh, I don't know, bro. Damn, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. True. It's, true. Yeah. it's true. It's true. It's true. You have to really be important about what you're trying to say and what yeah. you do. Because otherwise, people will pull it up, maybe have a good experience, but then just link it to, we just did good something. Time. Yeah. Well, we're planning to have an event at the end, mm-hmm. a drop event sort of yeah, thing. Sure. And I'm going to have 30 trousers there. And if it does sell out and people come late, it might be a thing where they're like, what am I here for? Yeah. Like, what did I come here for? That's important for making sure the people who don't have the opportunity to grab still have a good time. Because I think, yeah. you got to remember, like, they're doing you a favour by showing up. I yeah. think sometimes people forget that. You didn't deep that they actually got up out their bed and left their house and took the 100%. train and yeah. drove and, like, you yeah. don't take that. That's the thing. So even if the goal of selling mm-hmm. the item's done, it's still a goal of making sure everyone has a good time, everyone still rocks to the brand. Yeah. Like, imagine you had the pop-up yeah. and no one came. But don't let that get to you, because it's like, you use these things to kind of make yourself push hard, like push yourself harder. It's mm-hmm. not something that you, you should allow it to like knock your ego or whatever. Like, I've, there's been times where I've seen people do pop-ups, yeah, and no one's pulled up. Mm-hmm. And I see them doing their thing now. I'm just like, damn. Mm-hmm. A whole year later, uh, a thousand people's pulled up. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, like, if you like when you really believe in yourself people really see that and be like okay this guy believes in himself a lot i believe in him too would you say that's your number one fuel or advice to me when having a brand 110 percent 110 percent like you like you want someone to say to you i got gone to shit bro <laughs> like, look look like when you sit there and you drop something look for the comments don't look yeah. for the like obviously taking the nice stuff that's it's yeah. gonna help but sit there and look like okay this guy said this is shit cool i remember you <laughs> sit there down. <laughs> yeah like look for the comments that where it's like okay mm-hmm. you don't like my shit calm what calm and then it fuels you and then it fuels you when you see the people pull up and like don't say anything to them be like cool like, now uh, like Fly Guy 701. That's yeah, you. You get it. That's you, yeah. But it's like, when you see that, you're just like, bro, like, my thing's actually working. Like, these people are actually rocking with me, man. Because it's like, for you to change someone's mind from saying, yo, this is us, yeah. to like, bro, nah. It's like, when you see that, you're thinking, damn, like, it's working. Mm-hmm. And that's like another way to kind of gauge that, okay, cool, what your, your marketing thing is, 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 is helping still. Yeah. Also, just seeing. Yeah, also about the hate. So, like Javel and Randy have brought Geordie up to speed on this week's focus, so it's time for them to set him a challenge. What I've got set for you is I'd like you to create a marketing stunt for me and and then I'll give you like around two, three days. Do a marketing stunt which would obviously gain some sort of attraction to your page or yourself. It could be anything. you got to tell yourself, what can I do to make people think, what the hell? That's your goal. Mm-hmm. Kind of have to do something out of the ordinary to be like, you want people to think, yo, is this guy tapped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll send that over to you and just let me know what you think about yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. I'm all ears on eyes, so send it to me straight away and I got you. So we are having a little brainstorm with Jordi and he's figuring out whether getting some recall project models is the way to go for this week's challenge. You should dress them up as um, the Queen's guards. Yeah, that would be hard. Jacket. If he had like a military oh, helmet as well. Get them to stand outside Buckingham Palace and just <laughs> I feel like Luke will get in hella trouble. Like, everyone will be running and then Luke will just get back. We need to proper kit him up like the hat with the GoPro so that if the camera gets taken, we got that. Do you ever see old people walking and you're like, yeah, he's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to find a father and son. Ooh. A visibly older man. Yeah. 
and put him in the trousers wagon. If you did like a whole like lookbook, but with just like older man, yeah, that's that, what that'd I'm be kind of sick. Yeah, that'd be cold. <laughs> <laughs> so Geordie's come up with a few ideas, but none that could fit with the time frame. Home time after that. We've just got to Alizé's studio, so we're about to find out what Jordi's come up with for his week five challenge. Hi. Hi. How are you? You right? That was a very stiff hug. <laughs> no, because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you like hugging? Mm. No, that's yeah. a no then. Okay, that's okay. We but don't, I do we feel don't like to. it like unstiffens the combo after. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like, that, like that part of it after is, yeah. Okay, Jordi, let's see what you've come up with. So I just decided to do like some Photoshop-ish work, something that will grab attention, maybe be a bit like comedic. I like in that you're including humour quite a lot in everything. No, I feel doing. like this is definitely gonna be like the last time. But as in including no. humour. But I feel like Why I'm not? because I feel like you're only seeing one side of it because it's like two challenges in a row. Having a brand, having a tone of voice that has a bit, a little bit of tongue in cheek, yeah, that's okay because it's like it having been a person, mm -hmm. like giving it, personifying it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everything else that you release as material-wise is not going to be, is going to be a joke. Yeah, that's what I'm not. saying. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying because I do still want to be taken seriously. But yeah, do you want me to show you? Yes. This is um, the first one. This is the one that I'm the most proud of. Oh, did you do a few? Yeah. Basically, it's like a fake Google search of the recall project and <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that I can describe it for the audience yeah mm -hmm. we on google we're going to type recall project recall project uh -huh. and then you know like how underneath yeah has like a drop down of like other people's google suggestions yeah and the google suggestions are recall project drop date can I wear Recall Project to my wedding? Recall Project owner. How to survive without Recall Project? <laughs> so for Jordan's submission for the marketing stunt, he has basically created a fake Google search about Recall Project and the trousers. <laughs> How long do we have to wait for Recall Project denim? Frank Ocean asking for Recall Project he's denim. He's also created and then fake Frank DMs Ocean on Insta from Frank Ocean news. asking about the trousers. Where can I buy these trousers from? And um, Geordie replied, drop the album. Mm -hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let, them let them know. You shouldn't be asking for the denim, you should be dropping the album. I know, right? <laughs> Where's the single? Where's anything? Exactly, Where that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But yeah, that's just what it goes Are you a Frank Ocean fan? I listen to Frank Ocean. Yeah. Nice. So we've got some feedback from Javel. Yeah, this is hard. I like this. Especially the Frank Ocean one. It's almost like, cool, if you want my info, you got to do your info first. And yeah. it's just like tip for tap. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. It shows that there's some sort of, you know, attraction or like hype around the charges before they obviously drop, which is cool. But one thing I must say is that when doing these sort of things, it can obviously... I don't think they will have some sort of backlash, but like some people won't get it, but some people will. So it's like for the people that don't get it, you could obviously create something that's a bit more relatable to them. But apart from that, I like this idea, this is hard. Alright, respect to you still. Wavy. That is really good feedback. So we've got five weeks of drop school left and a lot to do before Geordie's drop event. And up there is sorting the guest list. Obviously you're gonna have your section of thing people mm -hmm. you're gonna invite. I need a list of everyone that was on the show. Mm, I can tell you. 
Yeah, go on. Number one was Ellis. Yeah. Gilbert, yeah. And then Helen Kirkham. Jordi, how do you feel about the idea of inviting influencers to your party? Uh, it depends. I understand feeling like a bit beggy, but if they align with your brand, then that's when it's okay. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. To some extent, you have to like play the game. Next time on Drop School. This week we're talking collabs and cosigns. I've set you up to meet with Leah Abbott, celebrity stylist. Uh-huh. I think just authentic collaborations will make your brand stand the test of time. The wrong collaboration can actually like cut you really? quite early. Yeah. Really? I'm gonna have to fail you Damn. based on the fact that this is technically not the challenge. Drop School is brought to you by We Present, We Transfer's arts platform, and was produced by Curly Media.